we're here to do something together that doesn't have anything to do with the screen, which is to be together in the body, to bring the attention to the body. And to just notice that we can feel safe doing that, even now, while we wait for people to come in. And so there's a closeness that becomes possible. And it's fun to watch people noticing each other. And or even there's a closeness so we don't even necessarily know if somebody's moved, you know, because I had that experience last week. And it's wonderful. You're sitting in your homes and you're seeing these people pop up on the screen. And as an experiment, see how it feels to think of them as friends. And you don't have to say anything or do anything or emote in some way that might hurt you. It's just something that you can feel inside that these people are friends. And they're friends in the sense that they want something that you want. And it's not something outside, and it's something inside. And it's a certain kind of ease. And so it makes me really happy to be with you. And I realize that this thing called awakening isn't a private pursuit. And yesterday I had the pleasure of, of reading one of the ancient poems from the earliest Buddhist women, in fact, the mother of the Buddha. And I'm not going to recite it, but it's from an ancient text called the Theragatha. And uh, that is a compendium of these, these kind of testimonies. Um, and what touched me about it is that she announces that this is her last body. This is her last lifetime, that she has lived through countless lifetimes. Welcome, everyone. Um, you haven't missed a thing. We're just chatting. And by we, I mean I, the we. <laughs> we are chatting. We are chatting about how even though we're on Zoom, we can relax and imagine that we're with friends. And because you don't have to stick your neck out, so to speak, um, you can just sit in your space and let yourself soften towards these people. And I was about to introduce the further idea that these friends 
aren't just the people on the screen. Welcome, friends. They also include people in other times, like the mother of the Buddha, who I was just saying, I read a short poem yesterday where she was greeting the Buddha and the assembly and announcing that this was her last lifetime. And she was so happy. And most of us are not quite there yet where you could feel this kind of grave joy. But, but the part that's so interesting is that she's announcing in the fullness of her heart that she's seen through suffering. This is the mother of the Buddha I'm talking about. And she's lived and lived and lived. And she's been mother and father and sister and son. She's had every range, every experience. And she's seen through it. But what happens as she relaxes and rejoices is that she notices the people around her all the people sitting around her making the same effort. And it's not an effort, effortful effort. It's the feeling of, oh, look at all these other people who are showing up, just like me. And they're showing up hoping to taste something or know something for a moment inside. And so it's interesting to consider that when we have this moment, and I really do think it's short moments many times, this moment of being more awake, more present, we don't awaken to solitude. What we awaken to is that we belong to life that we're with others and we can feel joy and compassion with them. And we recognize them making efforts just like us and also feeling fear just like us or being lonely just like us. That we're relaxing into a sense that we have company that we're not alone, we belong. So uh, tomorrow is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and I'm delighted every year to look up the word because I didn't grow up in the Jewish tradition and discover that in English, Atonement comes from a root that means at one, at one meant. What does it take to feel at one, at one with life, at one with others? So I wanted to read I wanted to read something that I've been thinking about for several weeks 
from Black Elk, who was a great Sioux, Oglala Sioux, mystic and visionary. And, uh, and of course, indigenous uh, to this country. And this is what he has to say. The first piece, which is the most important, is that which comes in the souls of people when they realize their relationship, their oneness with the universe and all its powers. And they realize that at the center of this oneness dwells the great spirit and that its center is really everywhere and it is in each of us. The center of life is here. The center of life is here. It's in you. And this is oneness. The realization of oneness isn't something that where we strain up out of ourselves or we have to have extraordinary special conditions, special substances. Oneness is a moment of relaxation. Oneness is a moment of letting go of fear, of your fear of separation. So that even now, today, you can, you're, we're all sitting in our homes or someplace that's familiar to us, and we might not feel our best. Maybe we feel great, but it, my point is that on any ordinary day, in any state, we can turn our attention towards ourselves and begin to practice a certain kind of letting go that isn't like a big effort, a big act of renunciation. It's just that tiny little bit of letting be, not striving, not striving, not stressing. Letting ourselves notice that the way we typically live is to be straining forward out towards some something that isn't present, something that must be completed, something that must be attained, something that must be fixed. And that also very often we're triggered in one way or another. And these patterns begin to unfurl. I've shared some of mine with you, maybe to too great of an extent, but we all have them. And 
when we're gripped, this momentum begins. That ancient part of the brain that is either fighting or freezing or fleeing, we're gripped and we can feel its momentum. And it's very hard not to be at moments right now. And when we're gripped by that patterning, we're living in a story that isn't true. We're living in a story that isn't true. And what we do when we sit down together to be still is to make a movement, even if you just have a few good moments when we sit, that has a different momentum, a different resonance. It brings stillness to our habitual patterns and momentum. It brings an attention that doesn't judge. And this energy, this attention, brings something new to our lives. Something opens. Something opens and relaxes. And where before we were alone, all alone, and captivated by a story or a pattern, suddenly in stillness, we open and see that we have company, that we belong to life, that there are others with us, that there is an energy of love or compassion, call it what you will, that accompanies us, a seeing that's kind. And that in that state of atonement, in that state of at one meant we discover the real depth and possibility of our lives. That we are not helpless. That we are not cut off. That we have a capacity for a presence that can participate in life in a way that can bring change. Not just on a grand scale, but in a moment. In a moment, our attention to ourselves can bring about a healing that can begin to open and shift our lives. But let's sit first and talk more later. So let's take our seats.
it's one thing to hear these words and it's another thing to taste and experience. So we take a comfortable seat and I'm not saying that because I'm inviting you to slack, but to notice that being upright, as upright as you can, can also be something that's relaxed. You can relax. And let your eyes close. And notice how it feels to bring an attention to your experience that doesn't judge. that sees and receives what's present. And let everything be exactly as it is, don't change anything. And notice how it feels to let everything be just like this. And see that when you go up into thinking, that first of all, this is completely natural. That you can come home to the sensation of being present in a body. Noticing sensation without striving for it to be complete and perfect, just what appears. And notice that you can, we can do a scan together, starting at the head, just feeling the weight of the head on the neck. And feel the face 
its myriad muscles and expressions. Just touching it with attention. And the neck supporting it. the shoulders and arms suspended from the shoulders, elbows, wrists, and hands. All the joints in the fingers. Notice the torso and all it holds. Your beating heart. And the lungs that breathe in and out. all by themselves, no doing from us. And notice everything in the abdomen, the stomach and everything else that works to feed us. And notice the spine, all the bones in the spine. And the buttocks on the chair or the cushion. And your pelvis. And the thigh bones, the femurs. And the whole of the leg, the knees and calves, ankles and feet that have walked so far. And all the toes. And then take in the body as a whole. This whole body. All its bones and muscles and organs. Notice it as one with an attitude. 
thank you for this gift of life given to us by ancestors back and back and back and back. so that we can be sitting here. And notice how it feels to give ourselves to stillness, to an attention that doesn't judge us that sees and receives us just as we are.
And notice that when you drift off, you can come back and find welcome. No judging. And see, feel as you relax that a presence appears inside and outside. An energy of attention that's different than thinking. Finer. Kinder.
Notice how it feels to let yourself relax. No striving, just notice how it feels. And notice that as you relax, as you soften, you also open. You open to the vibrancy inside you. To the life.
and let ourselves open downward as well as outward. Understanding that everything is welcome. Everything to be met with an attention that doesn't judge, that sees with kindness. Allowing yourself to realize that you're not alone, that you're sitting with others, with friends, and that you belong to life. You can't be part apart from it.
Noticing how it feels to be at one with life. It's interesting that it does feel different to sit with other people, even on Zoom. And that we approach this state called oneness or awakening more by seeing our imperfection than striving for some imagined perfection or not just seeing it, but allowing it, allowing it to be present, letting be. And when we do that, somehow we come closer together, body, heart, and mind. And another kind of presence appears. Another kind of feeling, a feeling of being here. So thank you for your practice. And I'm eager to hear from you if anyone has a question or an observation today. Um. When I thought about, you know, I heard you talk about being at one with sort of what is, and just I've been discerning a lot about fear, my fear this week. Um, and I just want to say, like, I can, I can discern different kinds of fear, or I don't know if they're different kinds, but they're sort of, I put them into different buckets. And there's the kind of fear that feels like a very bounded fear. It's like a, an ice cube in my adult brain that's sort of like, there it is, but I, I don't feel like I'm going to dissolve, you know, it could be scary, but it's, it has that quality. And then I feel like there's the version of fear where there's just more of it running through my, my circuits than my circuits can accommodate because of my causes, conditions, genes, trauma history, whatever it is. It's like, you know, like, it's like an old wire heating up, you know, that just doesn't have the amperage. 
And it's really good to be able to come to that with acceptance. It doesn't make it feel less comfortable, but it doesn't make it worse. And I don't inflict it on others or myself. I just, you know, be with it. And there are other things I can do to help maybe take it down a notch. And then there's a third kind of fear. And again, I'm familiar with all this. I'm just, the practice is helping me, me, me be more aware of it. That's a very young, overwhelming, fragmented kind of fear, which says my whole self is going to be fragmented. It's like my mind, it's my egoic sort of annihilated. I'm going to be like annihilated somehow. It feels unbounded. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to use some psychotherapeutic terms because that's how I think. But when I feel that, I find it very helpful to, to talk to it with compassion and acceptance. And like, it's sort of like deliberative adult mind speaking to like a terrified and helpless kid who I think would, would have died from fear and couldn't, didn't have any kind of options. So this practice helps me to discern, not to stop feeling, nothing like that, but to discern and go like, all right, that first arrow are those feelings. But the second arrow can be left aside while I respond more, I don't know, skillfully, acceptingly, curiously, uh, et cetera. So anyway, I just wanted to um, express some gratitude for the, for the practice and, and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And it's, there's so much in what you say because there are um, all different kinds of fear and the practice, the beauty of the practice is that it can meet all of them from um, a kind of anxiety, a, a superficial anxiety to the most primal, oldest, life or death feeling of fear. And um, it's always, and what you mentioned about talking to fear, that's a beautiful practice. And it's not separate from what we try because it's not separate from that we're given sometimes no note, this is fear. And so you're going into that in a more engaged way, as you say, you call it um, psychotherapeutically. But the practice piece in that is trusting that there is an attention. There really is an energy and a presence that is greater than fear that can surround and embrace it. And it's not just a metaphor. What I've found is that never underestimate the power of seeing. Because in moments when I can see, I am in the grip of this pattern. And it can be a mortal fear. It can be, um, you could feel re-traumatized. But you see, and you're labeling it. And sometimes it feels like you're just hanging on for dear life. That all you can do is just name. I'm gripped with this again, this pattern. But what comes 
and I guarantee it comes, is that one day, maybe not instantly, cause and effect, but one day, soon after, insight appears as is practiced and promised in this insight meditation. And that insight is, that was a pattern. It wasn't reality. It wasn't the truth. I was gripped by a pattern and I was seeing my life through this kind of haze or dream that followed the pattern. And that seeing that, you can have this moment of awakening, truly. And it doesn't feel like a blinding white light necessarily. It feels like relief and like a kind of calm that touches you because you have experienced, not just from a book or um, a promise from somebody else, but you have actually experienced that you're more than your patterns, that you are also this attention that's always being spoken about. You are also something which is not conditioned. In, in Buddhism, they talk about the unconditioned, and that can mean something very cosmic, but it also means something very direct. That there is something about you and within you that is not conditioned or part of this wiring. And it's not even part of that ancient brain, the primal brain, the fight, flight, freeze. It consists of something that appears when you're more present. It's more evolved or something. The words don't really matter. But what matters is that taste, Andy that you will have, and moment after moment after moment as you have them, it builds a kind of confidence that you, not just that you can be free, but that you have known freedom. Thank you. So let's dedicate um, just close our eyes for a moment on that beautiful note and put our hands in our heart space, if we wish, and dedicate our practice together to the benefit, the welfare, the happiness, and the freedom of all beings everywhere, including ourselves. May all beings everywhere be safe and protected from every kind of harm and danger, physical and every kind, injustice, every kind. May all beings everywhere be free to thrive 
and be themselves. And may all beings everywhere, including ourselves always, be entirely free inside and outside. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Take good care of yourself and each other.